Hello and welcome to the Key Moment podcast. I'm your host, Leisha Holmes, and this is a podcast by a recruiter with guests from across the business world. So whether you're a fellow recruiter, an entrepreneur seeking inspiration, or a business enthusiast just listening in, you have come to the right place. Each episode, I'll be interviewing people who are experts in their fields on a variety of hot topics. So thank you for listening to The Key Moment. Welcome to The Key Moment to a very special friend of mine who actually hosts our podcast for us. This is Gareth Eastwood of G Eastwood Design. Welcome to The Key Moment. Thank you very, very much for having me, Alicia. It's an absolute pleasure. Oh, well, thank you for being here. First of all, would you like to tell us a little bit about what you actually do? Uh, Yeah, sure. So um, I'm a graphic designer, uh, self-employed. I started out by giving myself the title of a freelance graphic designer, as in I was marketing myself and targeting larger creative companies um, who would need additional support if they were um, overrun with briefs or uh, perhaps some of their staff are on holiday or maternity on maternity, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and I still do uh, supply my, I do still supply those sorts of services. However, um, more recently, I've come to now market myself as a graphic designer in my own right, working on my own projects um, for my own sort of set of clients. That's fantastic. And obviously, that's how you've come to do this podcast with myself today as well, because you've exactly. a podcast as well. Would you like to tell us about that? <clears throat> yeah. So um, my, my background in podcasting actually comes from um, a personal level. I used to host a podcast uh, with my brother um, and two of our friends. And we used to do things like movie reviews. Uh, we used to talk about like TV shows, more uh, leaning towards the sort of the trend of sci-fi and comic book right, and yeah. fantasy and, and things like that. We basically we're all a bunch of nerds. Uh, there's no, there's no, there's no point denying it. And um, we, we did, we did that podcast. It was called Open Our Powers, and we did it for for roughly maybe three years. But eventually, you have to grow up, and you don't have time to sort of edit a three-hour podcast. I'm unfortunately, sure. that's basically it. Yeah, I'm sure. And talk to us a little bit about branding then so you obviously partner with businesses in branding too so what does that mean exactly yeah so so the one of the services that i offer is is a branding sort of package now branding can be anything from a simple logo design all the way up to um a, a full sort of uh visual identity and what we mean by that is if you if you design a logo that logo will be made up of a set of colors there'll be a font assigned to it, there'll be a certain style to it as well. And what you want as a company is you want for those design styles to follow through to all of your marketing material, all of your online content and other such things. So what I like to do is I like to say, well, you know, we've got this, I, I either work with companies who have an existing logo and they want to expand their um, their visual identity and create a more a tighter sort of brand. Or I take com- I work with companies or startups who want to rebrand entirely, and we start from scratch. We build up the logo yeah. and we build up the visual identity to carry across all of their other um, pieces of print and media and web. Yeah, I think I mean branding. Um, obviously, is, is something that's prominent. People talk about it because of social media. So, with that in mind, how do companies ensure that they? combine their own employer brand with maybe their individual personal brands of employees through their social media channels? Yeah, um, I think that a a company's brand kind of 
you know, you're right in what you're saying, the fact that it, it follows through to more, sometimes more than just the actual visual. Mm. Um, you know, a brand can be the way that a company runs. It can be the ethics that they live by. Um, you know, it can be, it can be, uh, shown in the way that they write you know i mean i work with copywriters quite a lot who um will you know establish a tone of voice for a company and that tone of voice will in effect Mm -hmm. um, establish the the visual uh, the visuals for the company as well Mm -hmm. and i think that when you're dealing with uh with with things like social media um if you're if you're uploading images uh so so for for example, uh, let's say you wanted to start uh, posting a quote of the day, for argument's sake. Yeah. So, so you decided, right, we're going to inspire people in business by posting a quote of the day. I might say to you, well, rather than just, and it was on Twitter and, and LinkedIn and things like that, I'd say, well, rather than just typing it, why don't we actually create a visual that actually demonstrates that quote but rather than just taking a blank page and writing it to upload as an image we'll include your company's color we'll include your logo in the corner we'll use your font to make sure that it's all inclusive but then when it comes to um individuals within the company using uh, social media um for the company as well i think it's important you have to draw a fine line there's there's the thing of you know a quick tweet that says hey guys we're going to be at this networking meeting tonight if anybody wants to come along that can be an individual thing that doesn't need to tie into the brand too much whereas if it's something that represents the whole company Mm -hmm. then it's important to to uh, install those brand guidelines to uh, to give it that resonance with the company itself. And who, who do you, whose responsibility is that? Do you think it comes down to each individual employee or do you think that message needs to come from the, the marketing manager or PR manager? I think it's marketing mainly. Um, when I when I speak to, to companies, um, it's mainly the marketing people who I deal with. If de- dependent on the company, of course. If it's a small operation, if it's like five to ten people, sometimes yeah. I just deal with the, the the CEO or like the manager, etc. What I see is my responsibility when I'm working um, when I'm establishing a brand for a company is to always create a set of brand guidelines. Yeah. So it will be a PDF document that will have. You know, it will tell you, right, well, this logo needs to be used this way. This typography needs to be used this way. Only use this font for web, only use this font for print, you know, things like that. Yeah. And I think that uh, the reason why I do that is to for that to be passed around the company so everybody can look at it. It's not just for people who work on the website. It's not the just for people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it comes down to how everybody behaves within the yeah. company. I mean, following on from that and relating it to my sector, which is obviously recruitment, when I started out in the 90s, you know, you weren't a marketer, although I had actually done a marketing qualification. But if we fast forward to the current day, to be a successful recruiter, you have to encompass a lot of the marketing strategy, mm. which will include sharing jobs and you know blogs and, and articles on social media and I think there can be an endemic problem to not necessarily continue that brand um, so unless a company actually employs a full-time social media strategist you know in turn which I think ha- again has become much more prevalent over the over recent even couple of years but you know a recruiter now has to have marketing ability to be successful so yeah. I think that there should be I mean what are your thoughts on there being a personal flair to what you share as a brand but combining that within as you said the company guidelines do you, would you encourage companies to still allow personal flair on brand or do you think it should just be sort of uniform 
Mm, that's an interesting one. I think I think there's always room for deviation. I think there's always room for a bit of you know I I'm, I'm I always invite you know a bit of experimentation and um, being somewhat advantageous mm. with the way that, that working with things which the brand can be applied to. Yeah. I think that as long as you are as as long as you have something which links to to the company itself like and, and, the, and the visual identity i think and and the way you know its ethics and its tone of voice i mean take for example if you see um a billboard on the street let's say it's an advert for nike you know it might be like nothing you've ever seen before that nike have produced it might not be the same colors you've ever seen it might not be the name kind of visuals you'll still see that nike tick in the corner of course mm. that's always a, a strong um uh, you know, a strong look for that company, but I suppose as well they've got a recognisable brand to, uh, to for people to associate it with. Yeah. So I think the more recognisable your company is through its through its brand, so it's a fundamental I, element that's yeah. common through everything that you produce. Exactly. Yeah. So that's exactly. A good tip, isn't it? Really. Absolutely. Well, I mean, get your crystal ball out. What would you say is going to be future? trend or future focus for companies considering their brand i think that from what i've seen i think that uh, digital media is becoming um a real kind of strong element especially with marketing and social media take for example boomerang on instagram yeah. you know we've gone from now we don't just take a, a still photograph of our um uh, our gingerbread latte and Costa coffee, we do a boomerang of us lifting it in the air or opening the lid or, you know, like yeah. stirring the cream, you know, I think it's people, more interactive, exactly. Yeah. I think when, when you're scrolling through your social media in the morning, like I, I've always been told with social media, when you post stuff for business, post in the morning, the afternoon and the evening, the morning, cause people are on trains, yeah. the afternoon, cause people are on the lunch, the evening, cause they're back on trains and buses, etc. And you know you're scrolling through pages and pages and you know there's oh there's somebody's cat there's someone's tea that they had last night and you want to try and engage with people so i think what's going to become much more popular it um obviously we've seen it with photographs like i just said with boomerang but i think what we're going to see is people taking things like their logos and maybe their company photography um and and doing more kind of moving images more so videos kind of, yeah video exactly yeah exactly which uh, I, I think i read somewhere that something like by 2020 80 percent of what we see on social media will actually be video rather than still images totally but how do you then make that stand out as a brand what do you do well i suppose it being gimmicky I guess. yeah yeah exactly I, well it's you know what's funny in an almost kind of ironic way um you've seen how popular gifs have become haven't yeah. you GIF, is it gif or jif I don't know. I think I think it's GIF because I think it's I think it's generated image something. I, can't, oh, I, I think right. I think the G so stands. It's an abbreviation for generated. I think so. I graphic. Gra it might even be graphic. Even you know. Graphic. Does anybody know? But you know what? Should we, should we actually Google it right now? No, we're let, Google let's it let's do a live Google. Um, live Google. I've always so, wanted to know. So it'd be G. Uh, G I'm going to guess what it is. I'm going to say um, it's graphic image. Freak. I don't know what the F is. Okay. Oh, uh, graphics interchange format. Oh, well, I, got one that, with, I got one out of three. I suppose that's it. So it's definitely GIF. Yeah. That answers that question. I think it just sounds better as well because GIF to me is um, squirty lemon that you put on your pancakes. <laughs> it, it does actually mean that my kids were right because I've always called it GIF. Yeah. There you go. So it's GIF. Um, yeah. So 
you know, we, we've seen people, you know, you, you, you can reply uh, to a post on Facebook or LinkedIn and yeah. whatever with, with a GIF and it's usually uh, something from a movie. So it might even be that brands actually start to not just use their own content, but use existing stuff, you know, a clip from a film, uh, uh, some sort of meme that they've seen on YouTube. But I think what's important to make it stand out is um, rather than just, I don't know, posting a, a, a video of uh, someone walking down a corridor. Let's take that concept mm -hmm. uh, for whatever reason it yeah. is, just walking down a corridor. What if you add a bit of music to that? What if you add a bit of a lighting effect? What if you add, you know, I don't know, speed it up so it looks like some sort of yeah. Benny Hill routine? Or comedi a comedic comedy. Yeah, or add, 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 add in some comedy. Exactly, yeah. exactly. We, we went from, uh, with with logo design now, if you look at a book of, you know, uh, classic logo designs over the over the decades or whatever, there's so many simple, simple designs. Like they're so subtle, yeah. they, they're really easy to look at, they're really easy to understand and they're easy to resonate with as well. So it goes back to that boomerang thing. I think short form videos, yeah. even if it is five seconds, 10 seconds, whatever, something that really, you know, captivates quickly, captivates you and just stays with you and, and makes it stand out. Absolutely. Exactly, exactly. Re really, you know, let's hope that your forecasting's right and you can also tell me the, the winning lottery numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would your top tips be for somebody that wants to sort of, you know, maybe not spend a huge amount of money looking at their branding, but what would your top tips be to them? I think what I would say is look at all the content that you produce and everything that you put out to the public. So one thing that I always say when I, when I start with, if I'm working with somebody who, um, or has a logo, they, they're adamant they wanna keep that logo, but they just wanna tighten up their visual yeah. identity. I would say, well, let's take your logo. Now let's look at your business card. Let's look at your letterhead and your banners that you have on your, your cover images for Twitter and, and, and LinkedIn. Um, also, uh, anything you put on YouTube or, or, or Instagram. And I would say, let's look at, let's look at those core things mm. and let's see like, what, what, what stands out, what doesn't look like it belongs with everything else. Yeah. And it might even be that, you know, your, your Twitter banner image is just a stock image. It's like, well, what, what does that stock image mean? Why, how does it relate to you? Why don't we replace that stock image with, um, I don't know, uh, your logo and maybe a, a large form print of a, a you know your your website address written yeah. in a large print for example so people can see it there yeah. and then just as a, as a yeah, as just a prime example look look at what stands out like a sore yeah. thumb and think well why why doesn't that link to my brand and what can I right. do and then as well um look at you know talk to talk to copywriters as well get a copywriter to read through your website and say you know does does this all does it feel like it's been written by 10 different people you know how can i blend it, it to together be one voice. Yeah, yeah exactly exactly you know okay. sp speak to even speak to people like um performance coaches as well i right. think i think performance coaches within business now are really um are becoming really popular and you know see if you can arrange a session where they come in and talk about um the kind of values you need to have as a company and talk about uh the the way that you can help each other the way that you can become a brand in the way that you work as a team very good um rather than just what it is as, as a as, as an a image yeah, yeah. Good. final question for you is what would your top mantra for success be to our listeners i would say that my top mantra for success is just surround yourself with people and the reason why i say that is because it was 
I think I was maybe six months into my freelancing career or self-employed career, however you want to put it, before I started using cohabiting workspaces. Um, and bef- I, my workload just skyrocketed That's brilliant. from just being around people. And I'm, you know, I have a lot of jokes with my mates here that, you know, like I, there's a bit of an honouring joke that as soon as someone new crops up, I'm suddenly handing them you a business brilliant. card. You are brilliant. You're the best network I've ever seen. <laughs> I'll tell you that now. And, you know, it's just, it's and and this is the thing, like, I I was... But you're a born networker, Gaz. No question. I do appreciate that. Surrounding yourself with people Mm. that, you know, create great vibe Mm. around you. Totally, yeah. Learn ideas off, share ideas with. And and make make yourself become approachable. Like, if you, you know, strike strike up a conversation with someone over the coffee machine, don't just you know, show interest in them before they show interest in you. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't get any work out of that person, just presenting yourself as a friendly, approachable person who has, you know, a good heart and wants to, you know, do do right. Absolutely. Well, I would say, having observed you many times over the last couple of years, you don't have an agenda when you approach somebody. You're generally just very naturally friendendly and you want to find out about that person. So I think that's a fantastic piece of advice and it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Thanks, Alicia.